It's happy hour again from Uptown New Orleans. Hello, I'm Grant Morris. Happy hour is part of the family of shows on the podcast network. It's neworleans.com. When you walk into a bar in New Orleans and you pull up a bar stall, you never know who's going to be sitting on either side of you. What you do know is no matter what they look like, what they're wearing, whether they just got out of a limousine or just got out of jail, they're going to be happy to talk to you. Because that's New Orleans and this is happy hour. It's a cocktail-fueled 60 minutes of random conversation with folks who have nothing in common. Other than we're all New Orleans in a bar today, we're at the fabulous Wayfair on Ferret Street, which is a couple of blocks down from Napoleon Avenue uptown, right across from the European Wax Centre. You're familiar with the European Wax Centre, Kevin? I am. You are? Yeah, so I've heard of it. You've heard of it? (laughs) I've heard of it. This whole area is getting developed so beautifully. I know, it really is. This is Kevin Wilkins who's here today with us. We're going to have an amazing lot of music today on today's show. It's going to be a big music show. First of all, Andrew Duhon's record comes out this week. Oh, wow. His new album called False River. But you might notice that Andrew Duhon's not here. (laughs) So hopefully at some point he's going to show up and talk about his new record. You think he'd be here by now, wouldn't you? Or we will and, improvise his record. And we can say, <laughs> or we'll just have to, we'll have to yeah. do some songs from yeah. Darcy Malone from Darcy Malone and the Tangle is here. Hello. Hello, along with Rory Calais, who is also now in the Tangle. He used to be Vox and the Hound last uh, time you were on here. Still? Oh, I, I still am, yeah. You're I just, in two Sorry, I still am. I just double dip now. Okay. So you get paid <laughs> twice or you get make twice as little money now? Twice. Uh, yeah. Take that as you will. Twice as little. I guess twice as little. <laughs> That's yeah. pretty cool. So you're in two bands. I am. Okay, very good. And Mavis Early is here. Mavis, what do you play? Um, not any instrument. You're the only person here who's not an accomplished musician. You're right, you know but my Kevin son is. Was, your son is in Flow yes. Tribe. Yes. So oh. that gives you some credibility right there. <laughs> yes, right. How about that? That's pretty we impressive, love right? Flow I know. Oh, thank you. It's very <laughs> exciting, really exciting. And Kevin Wilkins, you know, is a, would have been, would have had a huge career as a classically trained piano player if he hadn't thrown it away on, bus- on business. Ago. A long time ago. <laughs> so I never knew that about you until today when I read this research that Graham DuPonte sent me oh, that says, that. how about that? The that says you, you were a concert piano player. I was. Wow. Growing up, it was a big deal for me in my youth. So I studied piano when I was in uh, grammar school right through high school and I competed nationally. Right. Wow. And were you like a sort of a And then I got to college and I said, hmm, I've had enough. <laughs> so I decided to do other things. Were you really good? Could but, you have had a career as a concert pianist? I don't think so. It was uh, it was a nice it was a nice hobby, and it was a great discipline for a kid. You know, learning uh, learning how to practice the piano all the time. Is it a good way to meet girls at school? Or not b- at bad? all. <laughs> not <laughs> at all. It's not like the guitar. It's not like the guitar, nah. right? You can't carry the piano with you, right? Well, but, now you can carry a keyboard. I guess that's kind of cool. Well, that's true. But, but back I in my you, day, no. You're not the sexy guy up there playing piano. I wasn't doing piano bars. No, I was doing like Beethoven. Yeah, but <laughs> isn't there like a there venue? Are girls that. Right? Yes, right. Darcy, thank you. Aren't there? Barking yes, up the wrong trees, man. Absolutely. Yeah. I think when most women find out that you can play an instrument, that really adds to it. piques their interest at yeah. times, sure. But it didn't work And for I you. keep telling that to my three kids. I've got three boys, all of which tried the piano, none of which <laughs> took to the piano. Um, what are they playing? Not much. Not much. <laughs> sports. They're, they're playing sports. sports. So that's and, that, and that's what I did that's not do when I was young. I was not the athlete. So I was right. the musician. So where, I've got three where athletes. Were you, where were you growing up at exactly? I, was growing, I grew up in New Jersey. New Jersey. I just okay. don't talk about it very often. What part, what part of New Jersey? <laughs> right like, outside New York City. So the, the northern, the, northern okay part. An okay part or a rough part? New Jersey gets a bad rap. Yeah, you think it's all but like... You think of the Garden State Parkway or the Turnpike. 
Um, I, 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 lived in, I lived in a very nice yeah, area called, called Montclair. Unfortunately, they've ruined Montclair. you. Montclair. <laughs> Montclair sounds like it's fancy. See, Montclair is really, man. really fancy right now, but when I was growing up, not so much. So it just no. became, it became fancy. You know, all the suburbs of New York City got really, they exploded. Yeah. Montclair is a really convenient suburb of New York City. But when I was growing up there in the 70s and the 80s, not so much. So were you like a nice little kid playing classical <laughs> piano in a... In a rough neighborhood? Was I a nerd? Well, I didn't want to use that word, but that's a fair question. I was a little nerdy, <laughs> yeah. perhaps. Not so much in a rough neighborhood. I don't want but to paint that picture. It's kind of cool to be nerdy now, isn't it? It's oh, oh. Does you he? point to me. <laughs> yeah. Well, because you, well, yeah. you have a lot to do with kids yourself, right? Oh, I do. At the nerdy kids I love. It's the, the non-nerdy ones that are big jerks. <laughs> No, not really. But, I mean, but what are the nerdy kids these think days of each it's other? like really cool to be a be a nerd and I'm be thinking. dirty and right. funky and different. 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 Cool. Were you dirty as a kid? <laughs> not dirty. <laughs> no, no it's, is, a look, Grant, Grant, it's a look, Grant. It's a look. You look dirty, yet you are very clean. So yes. looking dirty is in now. Totally. Is that right? right, Rory? Are you, are you familiar with like grungy, you now? grungy chic? I guess. Yeah, disheveled. disheveled. Yes, yes, yes. Disheveled. that's a good word. Not dirty. Yes. Not right. dirty under the fingernails, but disheveled. Right, right. like you don't care. You know? A little mismatch. Like all fabrics go right. together nowadays. Like all plaids. Yeah. All plaids, right? All plaids, all every pattern. Okay. Yeah. I mean, there's Tip. a fashion aspect to dirt, is there? Yes. These days. You have to be dirty <laughs> and wear the right. Clothes. So yeah. I have a, I have a seventeen year old and a fifteen year old boy and boys and when they're going out at night they are they're looking kind of mismatched. See, but very cool. What does very f- cool. And then they throw a cap on, and right. then the, and then they're good to go. Yeah. What does a fifteen year old do in New Orleans it. now? It's a good gig to be a fifteen year old in New uh, Orleans. Do they still right? go to bars here? I don't know those things, right? <laughs> As a parent, I'm innocent. Mavis, what do you, you have? Uh, how old are your kids? They're all oh, grown I'm up. Just one, just John Michael, who's in Flow Tribe and right, so grown. He, yes, graduated college. He goes and, to bars. Right. Yeah, he goes, he to, goes bars, to bars for so, sure. <laughs> but did you, did you grow up here, Mavis? Oh yes. So were you all going to bars in high school? No, I had a very strict upbringing. Really? Yes. Well, what high school did you go? I went to one that is now extinct, um, Sacred Heart High School on Canal Street. The Servant Sisters of, um, not the Servant Sisters of Mary, sorry, um, School Sisters of Notre Dame. So there's nothing to do with Sacred Heart that's on Napoleon or St. Charles Nothing at all. That's why I immediately say it when someone, after I say Sacred Heart, I quickly say on Canal Street because, and before someone goes, oh, Sacred Heart, uptown, no. No. No, I get it all out ahead of time. There were competing Sacred Hearts at one point. No, not exactly. <laughs> so Not the same. No, not the same at all. There were two schools called Sacred Heart? Right. One is an academy. That's the one that's uptown. And the other one yeah. was high school. And that it was on Canal Street in Mid-City. What's an academy compared to a high school? Uh, um, it's, it was just different. Like in my high school, we had two tracks. We had a um, college track and a non-college track, like a business track right. for people who were going to graduate from high school and go into, you know, not intend to go to college. So it was like a caste system already at school. It was like the in my school or in the two or in the two in the, um, in sacred school. hearts in the two. No, in your school. Well, no, not ex- everybody got along, really. Right. Yeah. I'm not saying they didn't get along, but I mean, you had to decide early on in high school whether you were going to be a professional yes. or yeah, you did. A blue collar. You did. 
Right. Wow. Pretty much. Really that's, young to make that decision. Well, yeah. but you know, it was like you chose what it is you wanted to do and how you wanted to what, do it. That's why it's like the Indian cast, isn't it? Thirteen. <laughs> you have to decide whether you're going to be a brain surgeon. You could move at any time, and I think it was after the first two years, then you would just you would choose that, you know, which track you wanted to go into. And which so, were you on? College track. Yeah. So you weren't allowed to go out at 15 because you're on the college track, right? Well, I don't know if it was because I was on the college track. It was just that. Household policy. Yeah, household we had, policy. We, yeah, yeah, yes. Let's yeah. put it that We've way. Tried to I, was, household I, was policy. Six, I was one of six children. Oh, wow. What number were you? I was two. Hmm, is that good or bad being two? It puts you in charge of almost everybody, I would think. Pretty much. Because yeah. number one usually leaves home first. That's what happened. And that leaves you in charge of the rest. Yeah. Yeah. Three to six. And we were all about three and a half to four years apart. Oh, so wow. it was very interesting. Yeah. So everyone had like an equal reign, or I guess a term. Like everyone had a term as the oldest you kid. You take in the care house. of the yeah. one. Well, you know, first you have one responsibility, you know, the one that's three and a half, four years younger than you. And then the next one comes along, and you know, you got to wait to train the one under you to take care of the next one. Right. And on and on. But always the one at the top is the one that has the most responsibility for everyone. Right. Which was not a bad thing. I can't imagine keeping track of six children. Yeah. I can barely keep track of three. My well, husband's be, be one of 11. 11? Oh, my God. That's a <laughs> tribe. So what's up yes, with that? that? Is, is this like sort of super Catholic family? Yeah, super Catholic families. <laughs> so you, you rebelled and only had the one. Well, that rebalances the sort of generation sort a little of, bit. Sort of. Did yeah. you do that intentionally? You intentionally well, said, no, I don't want to have I, six um, kids? I didn't want to have any children. and I went to law school after... Um, I went, when I graduated high school, I went to Loyola undergraduate, and uh, then I worked for a couple of years and went to law school, and I didn't want to have any children before I graduated law school, right. and I didn't want to have any children right after I got out of college either, just because everybody else was, and that's what everybody did. So you're did. like a rebel. Yeah, uh, somewhat, but, you know, kind of a conservative rebel, I guess, because... Right. Um, so, anyway. Did you get married um, to anybody at this point already? I got married two years after graduating from college. Wow. That was quick. Or was well, it? no, was no, no. Normal. That was a, that was a long time. Everybody was getting married it right ends, out of college. Again, yeah, I was sure. resisting that. Yeah. Are you still friends with all these people that you grew up with here? Uh, with a great deal of them, yes. Because that seems to be a real New Orleans thing, yeah. is that everybody stays oh, in touch with each other. Uh, yes. Yeah. Like, are you Darcy? Yeah. You still in touch with everybody? Yeah. Rory, you're from here too, right? Yeah. And so uh, you, you still have all your friends from... Nobody leaves. No, no one really leaves. And um, I They have, try to. They get sucked back. Right. Yeah, that tend to happen. And uh, I have Pelican season tickets with uh, like a group of... A big group of high school friends. So that's sort of our method of staying in touch over Is the it, years. Anybody yeah. dead yet? Uh, no, no deaths yet. Nobody's so dead. Darcy, what about yours? I have friends that have passed away, right, yes. How many are gone? Um, Do they have pelican tickets that they left behind? Damn, <laughs> oh, 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 What are they dying from? Drug overdoses? Because you're in the This got really dark really fast. I know. Well, <laughs> well, that's very interesting, though. Um, some from, yeah, drug overdoses. From drugs. From different things. Mm-hmm. Different things. Mm-hmm. Different from drugs. Yeah. What else is killing people? <laughs> Wow. Can we well, change the subject? Oh, oh, so, so nothing Grant, from, you went dark. Is that dark? Really? So Andrew's got a record coming out, huh? Right. Let's, is, let's play Andrew's record right now what for do you him. Think, what do you think is dark about talking about people dying? Mm, 
I just personally don't like to talk about other people's things. Um, well, they did, so. But their friends and family are not. <laughs> well, they're not listening to this show, I'm sure, are they? Well, let's hope they are. Well, Maybe not true. now. No. <laughs> they right, well, we, don't know, we don't know who they are. Off. Okay, well, we just have to move on from death. <laughs> so not being from here, when you were asked, like, what school did you go to? Yeah, what do you say to that? And I often gave a college response. And then people look confused. Right. And they're like, no, 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 which high school did you go to? Yeah, that's a and common it's question. it's the only community that I've lived in right. where that seems to be a focus. Would you have an answer for it? I use my kids' schools, <laughs> uh. and I use my wife's school, but then they're still, they still tilt their head a little bit. They're like, I don't know where to place you. Like, I don't know where you belong. And then do they say, that's, oh, you're not from here? You're not from here. That's the phrase, right? You're not from here? I married someone from here. I married someone from here. Well, that's how you, how you know if you know somebody or if you know you're going to have people in common is where did you go exactly. to school? Exactly. Right. Right. You have to make one up. Right. Depends on who you're talking to. That's fun. Right? That's what I do. Also, right? let's judge people right away. So yeah, let, let's not forget absolutely. that. Absolutely. Right. Socioeconomic Some class. Some people you can say, I say I either went to Newman or Jesuit, depending on who I'm talking to. <laughs> Where did you go? Where did I go? Christchurch Boys High School. Okay. I was not, not expecting doesn't that. doesn't tell you anything. <laughs> but, but I hear, I say I either went to Jesuit or Newman, and then... People, and then people will They know exactly respond. what to make. Right, right. Yeah. Totally. Either way. But don't yeah. they start asking you, oh, do you, what club? Do you what, know? What year? Right. Do you know so-and-so? And do you know so-and-so? Someone, right. Yeah. Well, now I'm going to say I went to Sacred Heart Academy. No, the other one. <laughs> Sacred Heart High School on, on Canal Street. Street. Right. There were no guys there, right? I assume it was all. No guys. I went to no Sacred, the other Sacred Heart. For, Did you went to real Sacred Heart? For two years. And then But what? I immediately have to say I was asked to not return. You got expelled? <laughs> you should have come Just to Just to clear things up. You got expelled from Sacred Heart. I did. Wow. Are we allowed to ask about that, or is okay. it too dark? No, it's not. <laughs> what did you do? No, that's a story. <laughs> no, I went to I went to the free school, which was a public school on Camp Street. Then I went to Lusher, where I now work. Right. And those were co-ed public schools. And getting taken out of there to go to Sacred Heart was kind of a culture shock yeah. for me and, and my sister. And so we just... We weren't happy, and we basically <laughs> told our parents, look, if you don't take us out, we're going to get out. Wow. And why, so did they, why did they want you to go did. there? We did. Did they want you to go there because it was a better education for you? My stepmother is Sacred Heart alumni. I'm so okay. sorry, Beth. Um, but, yeah, and, and I think she thought it would be a, a great education but for us. Not so much, though. What were you, no. what was What was so bad about it, um, apart from the uniform? Which is actually pretty cool. Well, it was, I mean, it was just different, different worlds. I, we grew up in co-ed, um, you know, high minority schools, and the, this was very different. And so we didn't really... It was all girls really, and all white. Yeah, we didn't really fit in And everybody too well. there probably had been going to they school been going together there since, since pre-K. pre-K. Uh, now, so it's a different... I did meet... One of my best friends, who is the godmother of my child and my sister's child, who I still keep in touch with from there. But, yeah, we, we just didn't, it didn't work. It didn't work. So did they really kick you out? I mean, these were kids of doctors and lawyers, and, and here I have the daughter of the radiators, well, and which immediately the, was like... Isn't that cool, though? Your dad was the lead singer in the radiators. That, must have, that was at the height of their fame. Yeah, but it comes with lots of... Judgment. <laughs> I would have thought that would make you the coolest What's person. What's that family about? Mm. Hmm. Party and rock star. 
Well, that's true. Cooler than Beethoven. Yeah. <laughs> I would have hey, thought that would have been. I, I went to Loyola for piano when I was in grammar school too. Oh, I love the piano. So everybody's got a sort of a story about how they got fucked up. You, <laughs> you got fucked up by being a classical piano player. You got fucked up by being the daughter of a rock star. No, I need I mean, to rephrase that. Help. I'm not. I didn't get fucked up by it. I love it. But uh, I mean, I got fucked up in but, other ways. But that but, had but, nothing to do but with. But it didn't work for you. Yeah. Yeah. The least of my Classical music and rock and roll doesn't matter what. Rory, what was your story? How did you get fucked up? Um, I'm still kind of in the process of becoming fucked right. up. Right. So I mean, it's kind of like an ellipsis right now. You managed yeah. to be in two bands at the same yeah, time. Yeah, that's that's a good start. That's a good start to getting fucked up. Yeah, that's a good start. <laughs> what school did you go to? Did we hit I went to Shaw on the West Bank. Shaw. He's Shaw. from the Wank. There you go. Yeah, the West Bank. Okay. Yep. Is that Archbishop Shaw? Archbishop Shaw. Korea. Okay. The techni- technical name, yes. On the West Bank. Okay, yes. all right. Okay, so listen, you guys. So Andrew just texted me. I'll read you this text. So this is a bad situation here. So it says, Grant, I'm sorry. I've been making circles to the post office for this release and just flat out forgot it was Wednesday. Oops. Oh, man. Upside down with the release orders. I'm sorry to leave you hanging, buddy. What does that mean? He's not coming? Yes, that means he's I think that was Oh, he's my God. Are you serious? He's leaving you hanging. That is a bad development, but it means that you can play some more songs, you two. Oh. And Kevin hey. gets to play the piano. How many right. songs do you think you guys are prepared to play here today? Well, we prepared two. Two. Let's do one right now, then, and then we've got one up our sleeves. Okay, good. Okay. You think what I was going to... What are you gonna... doing, <laughs> I'm the aftercare director. Oh, fantastic. My kids go there. It's really cool. No yeah. way. Oh, yeah. please don't Ask take anything that. I've said. <laughs> <laughs> no, they're, they're older, but they do oh, need aftercare. God. But they're older. But hang on. You, I I'm at just, the lower school. You're at the real school, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes, your kids are like in high, they're out of high school almost, right? My, I've got a, my oldest is a senior in college. My, oh, okay. Well, that's my middle son's about to be a junior, and my youngest is about to be a sophomore. Who is your okay. son? Wilkins, Benjamin Wilkins, and Zachary oh my Wilkins. God, I know them. Do you yes. know because they, they've been at Lusher they for a while. Were, well, I was, I had been. Oh, you had been? Yeah, because yeah. he was at the lower school. He right? was. He started. Yeah. We moved here. He started in third grade. Yep. Yeah. So Miss Darcy that. is the after school. Miss Darcy. Miss Darcy. That's That's really nice to meet you. And please forget everything I said. No worries. <laughs> no worries. It's my alter Just, ego. <laughs> so, but Darcy's also the lead singer of a band called Darcy Malone the Tangle, mm-hmm. which has gone from sort of zero to a hundred in the last <laughs> year, actually. I suppose, really. Yeah. Things are really picking up for this band now. Things are going really well. Yes. You play played we, on the Accurate Stage at Jazz did. Fest. Yeah. That's that was doesn't incredible. get any bigger than that. <laughs> That's fantastic. It's not yeah. getting any bigger than that in New Orleans. Yeah, it was a dream come true. Yeah, we're just kind of coming back down to earth yeah. on it. Yeah. It That's was really impressive. Oh, look, see? You Who's can ringing? get calls during this. Yeah, <laughs> anyone calling Kevin that we need to talk to? <laughs> My mother Is it Andrew? Your mother really? <laughs> okay. Okay, so... Okay, so what are you thinking of playing? We're going to play Meringue, okay. which yeah. is ah, from the new record. Okay. So the story behind this goes that my dad, who is from the Radiators, texted me this guitar riff. Jeez, oh, Grant. It's okay, don't worry. Um, Just pretend that never and, He's a professional. And <laughs> I really fell in love with it and put it in my, um, I have Pro Tools at home and just put it in on repeat and just wrote a song over it and this happened and I just kind of stole it from him. He's okay with it, luckily. <laughs> I think he likes the song, and Rory does a great job playing that riff. <laughs> so you, you and your dad wrote this together, in a sense. We did. We did. Okay. So this is called Meringue. Right? Yeah. Two. 
We've been down so long now, never feeling bad. When others were bound, you and me were never sad. Now our world's been changing, life's been throwing snacks. Nothing seems the same, man. Good times began to drag. All the world's been changing, but it should be good. One day you hear me out, and next day you misunderstood. I can't take it much longer, all this back and forth. If we can't stay on track now, I'm taking my own course. You keep whipping it like meringue. Like you've been attacked Take a look at your own words And you'll find who's truly mad We've been over and over Who is wrong and who's right There ain't no good reason To continue this fight So when does the end come? Do we make amends? Do we go our own way? Or do we try to still be friends? Keep saying sorry, don't make me say it no more, please. When's it your turn to admit your own faults and things? All the world's been changing, but it should be good. One day you hear me out and next day you misunderstood. I can't take it much longer, all this back and forth. If we can't stay on track now, I'm taking my own course You keep whipping it like meringue Meringue You keep, keep whipping it like Meringue And sometimes it, it feels just like Meringue Pam. Oh, your aunt is Pam. Oh, is well, she commenting she on stuff? She thinks it's awesome. Oh, yeah. uh, thank you, Aunt Pam. <laughs> Thanks, Aunt Pam. Also, Darcy, I think your mom is my neighbor. No way. Does she live in Mid-City? Yeah. yeah. Susie. Your mom's my neighbor. Oh, my God. That's amazing. I love, amazing. This, city. I love this city. I love this city. Where'd you go to school? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> and, and Darcy, um, Ed Vocal lives next door to me. No way. <laughs> We're all neighbors. <laughs> We're all related. Forget everything I've said. And you taught my child. Okay. <laughs> that is crazy. <laughs> Damn it. So, I've got to watch my language more. So what do you think of that lyric? Which one? Beautiful. Keep whipping it like meringue. Yeah. I think you're onto something with this song. Do you, what can you think, what do you think it's about? I think, I mean, the, the association of whipping something like 
making it it's bad, you know, like you keep overdoing it and keep Yes. You keep pushing it is uh-huh. what you're trying to say, I guess, in the song. Yeah, it's not then, and it's not a love song. It's right. it's about um, You're pushing me Yeah, it's to about it's actually way. about friendships going awry and people changing their story over mm-hmm. and over mm-hmm. and over oh, that you can't get to a part of resolution. Mm-hmm. So you just give up. Huh. But the word meringue, I've never heard that used in anything. Except well, a recipe. But it's a great concept. It's Isn't it great? I mean, it's <laughs> a it great concept. Feels like it could be a great, yeah. great metaphor for life. Like meringue just keeps being whipped, and, nice. you, and you just don't know how it's going to ever end up. Different shapes, different sizes. I love it. Yeah. It's yeah. Yes. But it's almost on the borderline of being like a hokey sentence, whipping it like meringue. But totally. You, but the way you do it, though, is so great. It's so really exciting. powerful, awesome. don't you think? Yeah, I think like, it totally. Well, I think that song. And leaving it alone. What happens? Then you eat it. <laughs> <laughs> or it melts. It starts or to melt. Or it goes flat. It goes or it goes flat. Right, right, right. Yeah. Exactly. So you've got to that's, keep whipping it. That's really good, yeah. too. I love that. It's a good point, Mavis. You've got to keep whipping it, otherwise it's not meringue. Right. Yeah. Awesome. It only so, lasts long. So tell us what happened. So you got this guitar riff from your dad, Dave. Yeah. He just sends it to you. He played it into his phone, and he sends it to you. He so sends it to me how over you a text. Take, how did you take it off through a text? How do you take that and make this melody? Did that just come into your head? It just, when he was playing it, um, I kept hearing, I knew I wanted to write a song that was going to be kind of like a 60s girl group type tune, because that's really where I pull a lot of inspiration from. So when he sent me that, with and it had that bridge change in it, um, it... I don't know, it started coming to me immediately, and I just, that's when I put it in on repeat. I just kept copying and pasting it to into a form of verses and chorus and all that, and then, hmm. and then it, it came. So that yeah. whole melody, so that melody has nothing to do with the song that, that your dad sent you. He just sent you. No, he just Rory, sent play me the, that. Play that. Play the riff that he sent. Sure. Okay. You don't mind me telling you what to do? And to me, I kept hearing it, and I was like, I was hearing... Which now my backup singers do behind the song when we're live. Like a girl group. That's how you started. And then the words came... I happened to be going through an issue with a friend, and uh, <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> and it just it just happened. I don't know. Did you did the word meringue come to you first, or was that? Yeah, whipping it like meringue came to me. I don't know why, but it just did. That line just kept coming to me because. It must um, have been a good day that moment when you thought of that. Yeah, I was in a good email battle, and the uh, the. The stories kept changing, and I was like, "Man, this is like whipped cream. This this shit is getting crazy." And then it, I heard, like, <laughs> and then the meringue thing came, right. and I don't know. Wow, nice. Happened. And the funny thing was, my dad was like, "What the hell does that mean?" <laughs> you know, because I, I sent it to him first, and he's like, "I don't know." I don't know. But now that people like, he's like, oh, it's a good, it's a good song. Yeah. <laughs> but when you hear the lyric the first time, it is right on the edge of being crazy. Yeah. Because it's such a weird. Well, I am. Anal- is it analogy? Is that the right word? Yeah, Anal- it's a metaphor. Metaphor, is it? Right. It's sort of weird to say that. I mean, that, but it's 
but the way you do it is what makes it cool, in my opinion. Well, thanks, So congratulations. Man. So you guys have an EP out now with a whole bunch of songs on it. We do. It has five songs. It's called Pure as Gold. Rory wrote the title track, actually. You did? Uh, yeah, kind of a similar situation, Marina. Just kind of wrote some music and uh, sent it in. And we actually were in the studio kind of working on it and wasn't totally sure what the vocals were going to be. And then... We had no vocals. Right. I remember I, I went uh, kind of in the little, like, break room and... Uh, went to get like a glass of water and Darcy was sitting there she's like oh I just came up with something and sang it and I was like yeah that's way better than anything I would have came up with so awesome so you <laughs> so, wrote that one together so. yeah so Darcy you can just churn them out no it depends, just on come the, to you. It, it depends on the mood and setting it can't it doesn't like if you told me to do something right now I'd be terrible but <laughs> Let's if find out. I'm inspired. No, I'm inspired <laughs> by things, and so if, especially music, if something moves me in a certain way or makes me feel a particular thing, then but you that's going to come out. Plus, we were at the studio in the country, which is a real vibey place. It's like in the middle of the woods. So many people have recorded there. It looks like you're stepping into, you know, the 1960s oh. or 70s, really. And, um, so it's and good for the stuff you're doing. Yeah. Are you trying just, to come up with a 60s, 70s type sound, or has it just come out like that? I, I think um, it's, it's kind of like where we've been going and we didn't know it. But I think, I mean, I'm very inspired by soulful stuff. I'm, I'm a, I love to sing soulfully. And then these guys, I mean, we have a rock background too, so I don't know. I it's think just, today it's really difficult to categorize, you know, what t a type of music, like you yeah. know, 60s, 70s, mm. or what, or soul or because rock, because we, there's so many influences right. and so many background, and you all grow up, grew up just like I did and John Michael did, with so many different exactly. genres of music that it's all inspiring, yeah. and you 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 hear a little bit of it in everything that you write. And, and, that and that's exactly what I think we go for. That's what our band name is, the tangle of genres. So, right? Yeah, no, huh. totally. And, um, and, you know, I mean, as, you know, there've been, I, I'm, I just joined the band less than a year ago and I'm one of three new people. So we kind of, the new people came in with our own tangles you know, and, yeah. uh, and then it just sort of became this. And I know from my vantage point, I, I, like I was just hearing that's where it wanted to go. So yeah. we were kind of in the studio and we were listening to everything. It was like, we just made a soul record. Like, I don't think any of us really consciously thought it, but it was just like, there and it I is. And I was like, finally. Yeah. <laughs> how, long yeah. been, how long have you been doing this? Have you been a singer your whole life? Yeah. I, I, well, I've been singing since I came out of the womb. Awesome. But um, I've, I've always loved singing. I did play piano for a long time. Mm -hmm. um, but singing is my, I used to go to my parents' gigs and get up and sing sometimes with them as a child. That's and, awesome. You know, I, it just, there was no escaping it. I wasn't going to become anything else. Right. <laughs> it just was going to happen. Surrender, pure surrender. Right. <laughs> I, I, couldn't, I couldn't help it. It's good well, that you knew that from the very beginning, I right? I did, and yeah. And you're clearly good at it, so that's well, exciting. Thanks. It seems right. to be working out all right. I hope so. Do you, do you have anything to do with music management, Kevin? No. Nothing? Not you don't personally. have any music people in your, as your clients? 
We do a lot of work in the cultural economy. You do? Yeah, we don't, so do, we don't do music management per se, but we work with organizations that are in the arts. We do a lot of strategic planning work. So Kevin's company is called Trepwise. That's right. That right? That's right. Trips. Trepwise. Trep, Trep, Trep is short for entrepreneur. Wise is sharing wisdom. And it's also my wife's last name. Oh, so nice. kind of like a double entendre, yeah. right? Her name is Trep. I love no, that. No, her name is Wise. <laughs> <laughs> is she in the business with you? Wait, I thought No, was she works at Tulane. <laughs> She does. She's a professional fundraiser. She, she runs oh, University handy. Advancement for Tulane. Oh, wow. Wow. That's a very that's handy amazing. skill to have. It's a fantastic money, skill, isn't it? right? Absolutely. Yeah. Asking people for money is a really hard thing to do. I think so you my, have to be really passionate my about it. best friends might work for her. Okay. That would not be surprising. Yeah, Who is it? Connection. Lauren Cecil Petrie. The name sounds familiar. <laughs> it's a great name, even if you just made that up. Lauren Cecil Petrie. <laughs> yeah. I might have to use there that myself. There are a lot of people raising money for Tulane right <laughs> yeah, now. Yeah, I lot, know. A lot going on. That's true. Tulane seems to have a lot of money. They keep building buildings all over the place. Well, it takes money to, yeah. uh, to make those buildings and they're happen. And also, they're also charging people like $60,000 a year to go there. So I, I, can't, I can't speak to the well, tuition. I don't know. They do, but I think that's what it is. You're it's asking it, me? I, I, think I, I, I think I've given enough money C-Rock to you C-Rock is a graduate of Tulane. <laughs> okay, good. Yeah. C-Rock, is it really so 60000 tend 000 to hide from my wife, but yeah. Um, <laughs> no comment. They do, well, is they that do a, a secret? Well, they, it's no it's like secret. I think it's on the website. It's no secret, no, but the they do a lot with um, scholarships, tuition. They do do a lot of scholarships, yeah. But if you want to pay full freight, then I think it's like 60000 That's the retail which is kind of Isn't consistent it? with a lot of these colleges in the country That's what right it costs now. now. That's, that's what's what so what it costs. Yeah. That's what it costs. Yeah. That's why yeah. your wife needs the to be raising more money from the people so the kids right. don't have to pay to go to school. What, right. What's that? The debt that students graduate with is right. what's horrible. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. Well, you, went, can, to, you can, went to law school, you didn't leave with... And you went to Harvard Business School, right, Kevin? I did. So that sounds expensive. It was expensive, yeah, absolutely. Every word of that is Every noun and every verb something right. absolutely yeah did you leave with a huge amount of debt when I you did. graduated i did i had to pay for graduate school myself so it's not so you carry it with you, you carry it with you for a little while so we didn't invent this with the way it sounds it sounds <coughs> like this generation has got a much bigger debt load than than previous but you did too i did but I, and i guess it's relative per se but i mean you got kids graduating with hundreds of thousands of dollars of debt right you That's know it can, going to graduate school and now it, can, it, what it, it does i think the negative of that besides owing that kind of money and the, the, the fear in that, is it, it <clears throat> defines their choices of, <clears throat> of where they're going to work and what they're going to do in life instead of living out of their passion right. and what they really want to do, they have to make money. So yeah. they may have to delay their dream or their dream ch- position or what they want to give to the world because first they have to pay this debt, debt, debt back. And mm-hmm. that's a sad thing. I mean, I just ignore mine. <laughs> hey, sit down and tell us a story. Because you, you just graduated, what, a couple of years ago? Four, Pick four up. years ago. So you, this is Asher, who's a... Hi, Asher. Hi, Asher. Hi, Asher. Hi, Andrew. Asher, give me the turn camera. The camera. <laughs> we'll turn, turn it around. yourself. <laughs> yeah, we'll turn the camera around. There we go. Yeah, so I graduated... Ah, good idea. Yeah. In, uh, in 2013, with a degree in... A <clears throat> master's degree in music composition, but I... Nice. With like seventy thousand dollars in uh, in student debt, and I don't know what it is now because, like I said, I've just sort of been. You don't pay it back. No, I can't afford to. I. Uh, so <laughs> it just keeps on getting higher all the time. I imagine it does. I assume that that's how that works. You're I just know that I've talked to him. It. 
I've talked to him a couple of times and like had it deferred, which I think means that they sure. they uh, they'll stop asking me for money. I don't. Well, think that it, it, it means that they will they will not come after you yeah, to collect, gonna, right. but that interest will continue to accrue. Over yeah. The so, debt. I mean, the thing the thing is, I've just sort of prioritized like uh, uh, weed. Mm. Booze, uh, <laughs> uh, rent, groceries, those kinds of things. That's really important yeah, to me. Fine. So, like, you know. Booze, I'm, rent, and groceries. Perfect order. Yeah, so I've been, I've been focusing on that. I've been uh, work, working in the service industry primarily Good. since then. Uh, and now I'm, I, just, I just quit restaurants, though. Got tired of touching greasy forks. Well, talk to me after about, the, you know, there are a lot of other opportunities in the hospitality industry, yeah. hotel and lodging, and it's a place where you can start. I mean, you've got degrees, so you could do, like, whatever you want. But, this could be you your know, lucky and, day, Asher. Yeah. Do you know what Mavis does? She's no. the executive director of the Greater New Orleans Hotel and Lodging Association. Hey. Yeah. So she's the boss hey. of the whole... <laughs> She's the boss of the whole hospitality industry here in New Orleans. And here's the thing about our industry. In, 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 in hotel and lodging, we are mm. desperately looking for talented yes. people. Desperately. <clears throat> All you have to do is want to work, and we can train you, and you can explore through the process of all of the positions and career opportunities and pathways in a hotel uh-huh. uh, along the way to see you know which one you like, whether it's... You know, this, it's like a microcosm of a city. You think about what the jobs are in a city. Right. Most all of those jobs are in a hotel, you know, from uh, sales, marketing, um, food and beverage, construction, delivery, engineering, um, finance, yeah. Logistics, uh, Which one revenue do you want to do, management, actually? projection. Um, well, I brought a brochure. I'm going to leave it with you before. Okay, thank, thank you. Awesome. Very much. Uh, but the end of that story that Perfect. I just uh, that I didn't what's, get what's to it? yet, I guess, is that uh, I did just get hired to um, teach uh, at an after with an after school enrichment program. Mm, yeah. That's what Miss Darcy does. Nice. Yeah. Uh, now you could have come and work for me too. Well. I, I mean, it's all, it's like, it's like, it's like <laughs> I should have just come on the show a lot earlier, I guess. Now, where are you going to work? At Community Works Louisiana. I don't know where specifically, but apparently there's a lot of sites. Oh, cool. And uh, So we work with Community Works. It's an incredible organization. They partner with many schools, and they have a lot of different after-school programs for, uh-huh. for enrichment of kids. Right. And they do a summer camp. Yeah, yeah. Is, is that what you'll be supporting? I'm not, I'm not doing the summer camp. I'm just going to be a regular... After school, I think I just already had booked the, had filled all the positions for the summer camp. But it's a fantastic yeah, so organization. They really make a huge impact yeah. with the youth. I mean, I'm excited. I shadowed one time. It was a blast. The kids are really sweet. Yeah. It was, you know, it was really fun. I'm going to teach storytelling and songwriting. Oh, nice. Which is like, yeah, it's pretty cool. Yeah, so I had this great idea to try to like get them to. Uh, I've been thinking about this a lot lately, but to try to see if I could get, like, you know, just expose the kids to, and then uh, try to get them to emulate sort of like storytelling podcasts like Snap Judgment or The Moth or whatever. Yeah. Maybe with the more like lean towards, you know, poetry and singing and fiction. But, That's you know, awesome. I don't think it matters on Snap Judgment or The Moth, whether it's fiction or not, it's just storytelling. They'll anyways. love that. When, when does this job start? And August? That's not a full-time no, gig, so you could it, still go work in the hospitality industry. Sure, yeah. I just went about what I was going to 
say. Yes, uh -huh. uh, you can still come and get a part-time position there, and there are also music opportunities in hotels, by the way. Right. Oh, yeah, you have venues and hotels. Mm -hmm. So, Mavis, what do you actually do as the executive director? Of a little this? bit of everything. What, what, is, what is the... Greater New Orleans Hotel and well, Lodging Association. We have a, the Greater New Orleans Hotel and Lodging Association is a professional trade association for the hotel and lodging industry, and um, we represent the interests of the hotel and lodging industry. And we also have a, a, edu a education foundation, a hospitality education foundation, right. affiliated, and I'm executive director of both. And um, it's we offer scholarships to individuals in high school who are interested up to eight thousand dollars a year if you're interested in a career in hospitality. You know, if you're going, you can go to a two-year program at Delgado, or you can go to a four-year program at UNO, or you can go to a two-year program at Delgado and then matriculate to UNO because they accept the credits. That's all set up. Um, and we also do workforce development. We do continuing education for the current employees in hospitality. Um, Louisiana Restaurant Association handles most of the culinary training because that is what they do. Um, and we. Uh, wrote a curriculum for career pathways in the hospitality industry and the hotel and lodging industry. Um, so what, you can what start. Is a career? That's a, my question. You can start as what? As like what is a, a career pathway? A bellhop, and then you end up being the manager of a hotel. Absolutely. And, and Ash, are you paying attention? Absolutely. <laughs> I was listening. Most every general manager who is began at an entry level position, you know, working part time. I mean, when when I asked them. It's, um, oh, I was peeling shrimp, I was a back boy, um, I was a bartender, um, I washed dishes. I mean, literally, this is absolutely true stories. But here's the great thing. If you're interested in a career in hospitality or you just want to try it out, try it out. Because you can start wherever, okay, everybody starts at an entry-level position. What's valued most in our industry, more, even more than education, I think, is experience. So let's say you start in one department. Let's say let's take housekeeping because unfortunately that's what everybody thinks when they think about a career in hospitality. Oh, it's nothing but you know making beds and and that, which it, by the way is a core. You know, tending the rooms is a is a core uh, thing that needs to be done that, for a hotel that to is be a successful. Totally shitty job. Yes, <laughs> but you can move making up very your own quickly. Bed. Really? Yes, you can move up very quickly to a manager or supervisor. And I can be making any, beds like at the Hilton tomorrow, and then in a few weeks I can be the manager? Well, I wouldn't say a few that weeks, but maybe like six months. Six months? Yes. Yes. Okay. Yes. I'm in. If you are, I mean, you, and that, it does, it's not like I'm going to sit back and see when I get offered. You have to speak up and say, all right, I'm really interested in this this profession and this, I want to see what I can do. So you can start there and then you can become a supervisor and then you be can become a manager or a director of housekeeping, big bucks. Kevin, are you listening to this? This sounds good for, uh, this sounds good for all of us. We do a lot of work in the hospitality space. Yeah. You know I mean, about this already. It's the number one industry in New Orleans. It is. We, right? we employ so we over 86, 88,000 yeah. people just in Orleans Parish and about 120,000 in the greater metropolitan area. It's a major economic driver in the city. It is. These are the number of people who are employed in the hospitality industry. Pardon? These are the number of people who are employed. Employed in yes. the hospitality industry, and yes. something thousand people. <laughs> yes, in the in Greater New Orleans area. So it's the single biggest industry in it's New Orleans. One of the top, it's one of the top, you know, the, the port. drivers right. in the city. Yeah, but okay. it is a great economic driver, and uh, the taxes that they generate for the city yeah. and the state 
are greater than oil and a lot of other industries you would okay. think would generate more So you're taxes. one of the most powerful people in New Orleans. No, it's not me. <laughs> <laughs> I'd say so. Wouldn't you say? You must be. Listen, it's all about the people who work in the industry, they're the ones who are the powerful people. Because without them, we couldn't do what but we you're do. But the, you're the di executive director of the trade organization that unifies all these... Yes, I, I try so, to keep everybody so together and, and keep things moving and, and offer programs well. that... Thank you. Yeah, and, 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 and keep things moving. We need people to understand what the opportunities are in the hotel and lodging industry well, and in the hospitality industry. I'm doing a good job right industry. now because I had no idea that you could go from yeah. So here's the other thing. So let's say, let's say you get to be a, ma uh, a manager in... Um, I'm going to use housekeeping. Or as you say, look, you go, to, you go to the HR director or anyone in HR or your supervisor and say, look, I want to try something else out. I mean, I really think I would like sales and marketing. So if you ask, you will get. So it might, it's not going to happen tomorrow, but when there is an opening, that's going to be noted. And if there is an opening there or somewhere else, they think once they know that you want to move up and you want to explore, it's a great area to explore. Sure. Career pathing is really important. Are you thinking of doing it, Rory? Yeah, sounds enticing. You can do it and play music, too. <laughs> so if we tour, can we like just kind of work our... It's like, you know, when you wash the dishes at a restaurant to not pay the bill, can we stay in hotels and like work our way... <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'll tell you yeah, what, so when, you, you, when ask, you become a full-time employee in a hotel, the benefits are amazing. I mean, not, not only, you know, the standard benefits like you know, health insurance and dental and vision and all of that. But there are a lot of perks. Like if you like to travel, if you're a full-time employee, you get a employee discount that I can't even say the number. It's so low. Oh, wow. You can say it. <laughs> I've been having oh. Gr Grant and I might be on a housekeeping team. But it's, okay, let, let's say um, dinner at a regular type restaurant. Okay? We're in a regular type restaurant. Okay, here. so look at the menu then. I, I mean, okay. I, I can't say the number, but... Because every hotel varies, right? Yeah, man, you've got some money. Like, this is a pretty good deal, then. It's a very good deal. And if you like to travel, once you're on that track where you're moving up and you get into management, if you want to go to Dubai, you know, I and, do. and you're in one of the large, you know, one chains. of the large chains yeah, right. that have right. hotels all around the world, you can do that, too. You just have, have to have, speak up and say, I want about, to do have this. Have you ever thought about being a preacher? <laughs> <laughs> Have you ever crossed your mind? Never. Really? Never, no. You'd be really good at that. Recruiting, recruiting for a cult. Yeah. There you go. I've never thought about making beds in my life until you've just... Almost, it I sounds say, great. It's start, the first, the first um, program that we did where we designed a curriculum, we were looking for people who were unemployed who wanted to be employed. And so what we, we started out with was a five-week program, and we worked with Delgado, and we developed a curriculum which is 50% in the classroom and 50% in a hotel. And a number of the classes even in the classroom situation are, are taught by actual employees of hotels. And they love to do it. It's very rewarding right. for them. And then we have job shadowing. For, we put people in groups of three for job shadowing. So we did two cohorts on our own and our education foundation paid the tuition for that. And then we got a grant, and we expanded the course to eight weeks, and now we are on our third cohort of an eight-week extended program. And this, this includes um, you know, life training skills, and, and the, the grant provides also um, stipends to the individuals who are in the course. So you, and you get paid 
So uh, do you incentives. Have, to have more loans, or will that? No, 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 no. <laughs> that all that cost is covered. The so, student pays nothing. The student shows up. Wow. And in our two first, uh, the first two five-week cohorts we did, we paid for everything. But the one that is now going on now, which is called a, a Yoast program, Y-O-S-T, which you're probably familiar with, um, there, there's actually money that so that the person who's in the course actually makes money being in the course. It's getting better and better every yes. single wow. I know. Wow. I know. I'm telling you, okay, we, we, we have a high it. demand for okay. what we want this people in our industry. I'm signing up for making beds tomorrow. I when you start your job with her. <laughs> hey, listen, Darcy, you want to play another song while we're here? You guys, yes. what do you say? Ashley, I'm going to give you this back for a minute. Yeah. I've quite enjoyed operating this camera, I have to say. It's You're very good at it. future for me. Ooh. I'm not really paying attention to what's going on while I'm doing that, though. I know. It's like two things at once. It's hard to do. It's like when you're yeah. filming something and you're trying to watch it at the same time. Right. It's, it I guess that's what you do if you're in the film well, business, but we're not yeah. in the film business. Yeah. like playing guitar and singing. It's very similar. Can't do it. Oh, I have to to do this. What are you going to play here, guys? I guess we're going to do Pure as Gold. We're going to attempt. We've never done this like without the band. Right. So we're going to give it a shot. We can totally chip in. Whatever happens, happens. Just. If you need us to clap or anything, great. Yes. And uh, did you bring your piano? There's like a solo. Yeah, there is a piano solo. It would be beneficial to have like yeah, just play a little solo. It would really help. I'll I'll, like (laughs) wink at you when it's time. Okay. 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 All right. Thank God. All right, how would we even start this? Okay, do it. There, you can clap. <laughs> Where did you go when we were so young and in This fever got me losing control
hard doing the, the it's hard doing the guys' background vocals and the girls' background vocals <laughs> all together. That was really great. That was really great, actually. We pulled it, it off. Yeah. Thanks it for a percussion, guys. Nice. Yeah. nice job, you two. Yeah, very you good. Very, yeah. very good. And you stayed in time. You stayed in time. I, I stopped clapping because I thought I was going to be out of time. Sure. Did yeah. you guys actually? I couldn't could like listen to the lyrics and keep time at the same, so I missed a lot of the lyrics, but I was. Um, you did, and you clapped on the nice two job. and the four, yeah. not the one and the three. Exactly. I'm very it's proud of you. It's the power of the metronome. <laughs> the power of the metronome. See, it's like riding a bike, man. You go. Still got it, Kevin. Do you still my best? Do you still play ever? Um, a little bit, a little bit. What, what type of stuff it. do you play? We're, work, we're working real hard, so we have a lot of stuff going on at the company right now. So I don't have much time to do the arts right. myself, but I love supporting the arts. But do you get home? Do you get some time to sit home at home and play the piano just by yourself once in a while? At times. Do you at have times. your own room with the piano? No. <laughs> My man came with the, the piano. Yeah. We do have a piano in our <laughs> living room now. So uh, okay, and what good. are you playing? Do you sit down and play like classical, like you used to? I kind of reminisce at times. Do you, have, do you can still read music? And you, I can still. I'm old, but not that old. <laughs> yeah, I can still read music. So that's impressive, because most people, can, you guys, can you read music? Yeah, not, probably not yeah. as, as good as a classical pianist. Darcy, are you yeah. a trained? Yeah. So everyone's trained to read. I have my, yeah, I have, my I have my degree in music performance. Okay. So, that's and awesome. I don't have debt. So. <laughs> that's nice. <laughs> That's cool. Though. Right. So, Kevin, I want to ask you a serious question, though, actually. Sure. That I've wanted to have answered, that, uh, that I've often been wondering about. That, that what you do, your job, your company's job, is to take people who have ideas, who are entrepreneurs or business people, mm -hmm. and kind of hold their hand and steer them in the right direction and consult with them and tell them what to do. Is that, is that, have I understood that correctly? So we help grow and sustain organizations. So we built a company that helps organizations set goals, build plans, and then implement what they need to implement to achieve their goals. Right. So we work with early stage entrepreneurs at times, but we work with them actually through accelerator programs like Propeller or Idea Village or Goldman Sachs 10,000 Small Businesses. We work with um, established organizations, nonprofits that are growing and want strategic planning right. or want facilitation work. And uh, growth companies, you know, that are that have real traction, and they need to build out a culture, build out an organizational design, build out goals and metrics and tracking. See, well, this is what interests me. This gets to my question. Then, we, in the past, when we've given rise to gigantic companies like Apple and Microsoft sure. and Walmart and McDonald's and God only knows what, none of these companies had accelerators or incubators like we have now. Correct. Now, all these, so for years and years, this rugged individualism has created this American economy, and now we have a whole generation of people who apparently have to have their hands held by companies and be told what to do. And I think it's more what, a reflection. I think it's more a reflection of the setting in which those companies were born. So some cities are more mature than others. So right. I think you've got cities like New Orleans that has real entrepreneurial in, it, in the oxygen of the air, got entrepreneurship in its culture. Um, I think in a post-Katrina world where there are lots of new ideas coming into the city and new ways of thinking about how we think about hospitality, mm -hmm. how we think about education. Yeah, but what I'm, my question is, why do we need companies like yours? Why, what happened to John Walton and Bill Gates and so on? I think they may have that, had companies like mine behind the scenes. Did we're they? Not did an they? That's we're not an question. accelerator program. Right. So or cities that have accelerator programs are cities that really want to invest in new ideas and help like jumpstart companies. 
our company is more of a consulting firm. So we're brought in to right. help address certain issues, help organizations grow, help build culture. So when they started the Ford Motor Company and Microsoft, they didn't have these kinds of challenges? Has times changed or have people just... I think people have had advisors for a very long I time. I do too. I think they we just didn't know about it. We and didn't. it wasn't And it wasn't right. available to those who couldn't, uh, well, excuse me, to the, I was going to say, to those who couldn't afford it, right. but it wasn't, it, it not, wasn't a, not, a, not available so or even known or, that it was available right. to a vast number of people. And we have so many creative minds now That's correct. and people who want to be entrepreneurs that an organization like yours is fantastic that, because it's that. such a resource. So I, I can that. avail myself of a company like yours now, whereas in the past I would have had to have already been successful. Right. I often so, say we're not McKinsey, we're not Bain, we're not BCG. Those are the very large, very prestigious, very big firms, global firms that do consulting that tend to be really effective, but very, very expensive. So if We're I the type of firm that can, can meet many organizations where they are and just help them continue to grow and sustain themselves. And do, would I have to pay you for this, or do you take a, <laughs> do you take a, a, like an equity stake in my company to do this? It's a great host. How does yeah. that, do you? Grant, you do, would need to pay me. Yeah. So that's how it works. It's a fee. <laughs> you just wash dishes and change beds. Yeah. <laughs> you don't take an equity stake in these companies that you're. It, it depends. It depends on the situation. At times, we will right. uh, make an investment play. At times, we'll take equity. But so most of it, have, most so of it's fee for service. Some money. So I have to have some money. You have to have some money. I can't just have a half-baked idea and come to you and say, "Hey, listen, I've got this great idea." You probably have to already be somewhat developed in your idea and, and one, I don't, I'm not going to speak for you. No, work, you I think, <laughs> I think there, are, there are organizations, nonprofits that are out there to help people with new ideas and they right. don't have any resources and they get a lot of free support. Our company is more for those organizations that are established, that are growing. We could work with you all. We could work with you in terms of I know, of like I was thinking hat. of that when you this were talking. <laughs> we have no money. You have no money at all. <laughs> we, we just we're recorded this album. But you are so cool. I would work for you for the cool factor. <laughs> wait okay. a minute. Wait a minute. You're cool, cool, too. You're cool, cool, too. But you've got your hands on all the money in the city. Oh, no, I don't. So we're not worried about you. Oh, no, I don't. <laughs> There's a hundred and something thousand people working in the hospitality industry. How many tourists do we have a year here? 10 million? Over 10 million. Yeah. See, right. 17 million. Hang on. Uh-oh. Wait, there's a great comment? Yeah, yeah Gary. I'm scared. Yeah, it's a, it's a, complete, a complete non sequitur, but Gary Zerang says, this host is a donkey. Who said yeah. that? Gary Zerang. Whip it, Gary whip it like Zerang. Zerang. Whipping it like Zerang. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, we'll have to deal with Gary Zerang later. I wonder why he thinks you're a donkey. Is that a compliment or an insult? I think you can take it either way. I like donkeys. I think, yes. I think you're asking maybe the questions that Democrat. people want to know yeah, the yeah. answers totally. to. Like, oh, maybe you think I'm a Democrat. Maybe he thinks you're a Democrat. Ah. Well, he probably I mean, thinks you're a jackass. Question, right? <laughs> it depends on what the service Or that. Or sure. <laughs> There's only one thing I really love about Gary Zerang, and that is he's listening. <laughs> so true. So Thank you, Gary. Man. Okay, yeah. we've got to get the hell out of here, everybody. Keep whipping it like Zerang. Oh, no. Is it an hour already? Yes, it's all over. We've got to go and wake so nice to meet you all. Nice yeah. to meet it's you. Been yeah. great. To meet you Kevin guys. Wilkins so thank has been here from Tripwise. Thank you. Mavis Early, who's changed all of our lives today. We're all going to go get yes. a job in the hospitality industry. <laughs> Absolutely. Asher is going to be $70,000 richer by the end of the year. In six and months. The, and the manager of the Hilton Hotel, by yeah, the way. Okay. The Asher and, Hilton. And, and to anyone listening, come to the Maple Leaf Saturday night for my birthday show. Oh, oh happy absolutely. birthday, Darcy. Saturday? 
Yeah. Saturday, the what date are we talking about? The 26th. Saturday, the 26th of May, 2018. Correct. If you happen to be listening to this after the point, you have to just... Birthday slash okay. CD release. The Maple Leaf, <gasps> Maple Leaf. CD perfect. release, Darcy Moore and Birthday perfect. Party. Okay, yes. cool. That's Darcy Moore and the Tangle. And if you would just like to go check them out, you can find them online at Darcy Moore and the Tangle. Dot com. Okay, that's it. Thank you so much for joining us. Hey, thank, thank you, Graham. You. Happy half for another week. Graham DePonte is a producer of our show and our associate producers, Alison Moon, Christian Unruh is our music director, Thomas Walsh, is our technical director, and our Facebook live feed director is Asher Griffith, who's also the general manager of the Hilton Hotel. <laughs> our theme music was written by and is currently being played by Mitch Foreman. If you'd like to be on our show and you can stay upright for about 60 minutes while drinking alcohol, drop us a line. Our address is on our website, it's neworleans.com. We can also find many other hours of Happy Hour that we've recorded previously, as well as some other shows we make around here. Out to Lunch with Peter Raschuti, live from Commander's Palace. Louisiana Eats with Poppy Talk Around, award-winning podcast about death called Death. The podcast, not too dark, I hope, for anybody. You can find other great Louisiana podcasts at itsacadiana.com and it's batonrouge.la. You can keep up with us on Facebook and on Twitter and Instagram and a bunch of other time-sucking social media as well. On all of it, we're called It's New Orleans. You can find photos from this show on itsneworleans.com and our Facebook page. These photos were taken today by Jill Lafleur. You can find more photos and info about Jill at lafleurphoto.com. If you're listening to us on your favorite podcast app, Thanks for that. Thanks for subscribing to us. Take a moment to rate and review us if you've got one. That helps other people find us. Our show is recorded live today at Wayfair on Ferret Street, Uptown New Orleans. Happy Hour is a production of Ino Broadcasting for itsneworleans.com. For Andrew Duhon, who didn't make it today, but whose record comes out this week, it's called False River. You can get it anywhere you steal music or buy music from. So check that out. It's Andrew Duhon's new record. And from everyone else around the table here at Wayfair and back at our office at INO Broadcasting, thank you so much for joining us. I'm Grant Morris. I'll see you back here next week for more Happy Hour. <laughs>